Are you a sports fan who didn't know the NFL draft was this week? Then boy, do I have the teaser trailer for you. I'm Danny Heifetz, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show every week with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. We're doing mock drafts before the draft. We're grading picks after the draft. Now, do we know which picks were good and who's going to go where? No, absolutely not. We can't predict the future. But people like hearing about it. Yeah, don't you? You sickos. So we talk about it anyway. So come listen to the Ringer NFL Draft Show. And guess what? If you like the draft, but you don't like me, you can go listen to the Ringer NFL Show with Kevin Clark and Nora Princiati and our other NFL experts. Or you can go to nfldraft.theringer.com to check out our massive draft guide. So come listen to the Ringer NFL Draft Show and the Ringer NFL Show on Spotify because they employ me. Or it's also available on all the other platforms that don't employ me. It's the Full Goal presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every, that's right, every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes... You know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Chicago everywhere, check it. Not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. Uh, that means I got to discontinue my little house party that I'm having over here. I mean, I don't know what that black tie, are you trying to, are you trying to say something there? Oh, uh, <laughs> The black rose, so... not the black tie, the black rose. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, what we have to do here immediately is dispel this, this silly, silly myth. And then, not by you, by the way. But so Bulls fans, for some reason, think that this series, I was rooting against the Bulls because I wore a green suit uh, for uh, game two. Uh, And, you know, common. It's a common theme amongst the people who were upset about my attire. Very common theme. Uh, All Oakley wearing um, police calling flag flying Americans. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was on me, Jay. It was on me. And then today when I pull up, because you know, and I read every once in a while. Like I'm not a I'm not a guy that just has to take a look at moving pictures all the time. I read every once in a while. I was 
you know, jumping back into um, some some different literature. And my man Malcolm X stood out to me. I was like, oh, my man, I, you know. And then I started, you know, the style, obviously, like people don't really appreciate the style, especially the brothers that they wore back then. And, um, yeah, so I was like, all right, I'm going to throw on the, you know, black tie, black suit, you know, enjoy myself for the last game. As soon as I walk in, oh, you're here for the Bulls funeral, huh? I'm like, oh, shit. I got, at this point, at this point, Jess, I, I got to show up ass naked because no color that I'm wearing. <laughs> well, you know what? I got to be honest with you. The color that I'm wearing when I'm ass naked is probably not going to please a lot of people either, to be honest <laughs> with you. So, so there's no, there's nothing that I wear apparently over this last month and especially during this playoff. Boy, first time in five years the Bulls fans have been to the playoffs and it, it felt like it. Like, this is a fan base that's used to going on long playoff runs. If you're any, you know, anywhere close to my age, right? Like, your, your childhood was filled with knowing every summer you were going to see the ball heads and the black socks and the black shoes. It was just as simple as that. By the way, somebody in the NBA needs to go back to that. Somebody needs to take up the old, what the Knicks used to do, what the Pacers used to do, uh, what the Bulls used to do, what the Cavs used to do. Seemingly everybody in the NBA. You knew playoff times was here in the 90s when you saw the black shoes and the black socks, right? And you, especially when you saw the ball heads, the attack of the ball heads during the, the Onyx era, right? And if anybody out there is like, who is he talking about? This old man, what is he, you know, is that a Curtis Blow reference? No, Onyx was one of the great um, rage kind of rock and roll kind of feeling rap groups of all time, right? So, you know, attack of the ball heads is something you need to Google if you're too young to understand. You weren't outside. You're still wet behind the ears. You couldn't come off the porch. You had to stay there and hang out with the youngins because you weren't ready for outside. So, yeah. Now that we've got the podcast off to a rip-roaring start and I've addressed my attire because Jesse immediately pointed it out. So it, may, it does. And you know what's crazy, Jess? I've worn this exact combination to a funeral. The exact I mean, combo. it's it's very funeral attire. Like if, if I if you were just if you were just showed up anywhere, they would have been like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man, I just come back from a funeral." Right? <laughs> anywhere you would have gone. I'm sorry for the response. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, they, yeah. they found out Zach had COVID. Is like, I'm sorry for your playoffs hopes and the and the loss of Pretty your much. playoff hopes. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, man, was it, what episode is this? Episode ninety five. This is technically 96. No. Six. Six? 96? Yes. Oh, 96. I'm always one off. I'm always one off. All right. Welcome to the episode well, the one, 96. The Monday, the Monday episode. Yeah, that was a special pod. Yeah. No, that count. No, that count. Well, no, that's no. why we, I counted because I yeah. was thrown off too. That's why it yeah. took me a second because yeah. I, I didn't don't, do don't, the Monday one. Don't take pods away from me now, Jay. I'm, we I'm not trying money to. Come I'm on. Trying. All right. Welcome to episode 96 of the Full Go Podcast with Jason Goff. Brought to you by The Ring, of course, Spotify's the gang. That voice that you heard and are hearing is that of the active Jesse Lopez. We are, what, about an hour post-mortem? Um, listen, Bulls fans, I know why you're tuning in. Because you rock with me, and I rock with y'all. And I know you're waiting for me to go ham, just ape shit on, on the Bulls, just they should be doing this. They should be doing that. This guy should be trading. That guy's a bum. You might hear some of that before this 30 minutes or so, 45 minutes, whatever it is, however long we got in this. You might hear some of that before we wrap up. But I'll say this. I'm going to start with how I felt about this season. You know, half a decade doesn't seem like that long, right? Five years. But 
since the last time the Bulls have been in the playoffs, it's been five years. It's been a long time since the Zach Levine, Lowry Market, and Chris Dunn uh, trade for Jimmy Butler. It's been a long, long, long time. It's been a long time since the, what, the three alphas, right? With Jimmy and Rajon Rondo and Dwayne Wade. It's been a long time since Derrick Rose and those boys were running around in the early 10s, right? It's so crazy, too, because I feel like an old school guy now. Hey, remember the roaring 20s? Yeah. <laughs> 23 skidoo. You know what I mean? But nah, man, the 10s. Remember the 10s, right? <laughs> with 2011 with, with Derrick Rose and going to the Eastern Conference Finals and thinking, all right, next 10, 12 years planned out for us. Let's, let's ride this wave. It's been a long time since the Bulls have been relevant in that way. And as a Bulls fan who has quit this team, come back to this team, quit him again, come back to him, I think there's a, 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 some commonality in, in those decisions that I've made, too. Uh, if I'm a Bulls fan and I'm sitting back watching this series and this season, yeah, as my Kendall Gill and my Will Purdue, my guys at NBC Sports Chicago, talked about the bittersweet end to this. Yes, it is a bitter end to this season. Yes, you. Ex- I expected this team to compete at a higher level uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. But I will tell you this. I'm okay with the Bulls getting their ass kicked the way they did in this series. Because for years, we talked about what was needed, uh, how do you rebuild, um, tanking to tank or not to tank. Should you have traded Jimmy? This team doesn't know how to, you know, this organization doesn't, isn't well run. All the things that have been said about this team and this organization. And a lot of them, true. But I feel differently than I felt in a while as a Bulls fan. Now, looking at it, you're going to have some questions to answer. You, and, and that's where we should start. Yeah, 116-100. Pat Williams gets another career playoff high. Uh, DeMar DeRozan shared the ball with his teammates and made it woefully obvious that this team is not close or as close maybe as we thought, especially with them being unhealthy. Zach Levine, Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball not being a part of this thing obviously makes a difference. But the things that were glaring in this series uh, will be glaring in the offseason. And that starts tonight. You know, you got an unrestricted free agent in Zach Levine who... I think, for all intents and purposes, is going to be a Chicago Bull going forward. You know, and and I've got no insider knowledge on this. Uh, just you know, some of the people that I've talked to that I won't go on the record saying that they told me this and told me that. There's a large part of me that believes that Zach Levine went out there as bruised and as battered and as hurt as he was because he understood that he was going to be a Chicago Bull going forward. You don't make the moves. You don't make the decisions that unless something falls apart. Don't get me wrong. We've seen it before. We've heard it before. Negotiations happen. You send your agent in there with a machete and say, don't come out here unless you, until you're bloody. And they, they come out without an arm or without a leg. Like, hey, man, this is what they're offering you. And I couldn't get any more. Sometimes that happens. I feel that Zach Levine will be a Chicago Bull for the foreseeable future. I think he's going to get maxed out. Now, that lends to the questions of how comfortable you are when having a backcourt that you are paying, in essence, $270 million over the next half a decade plus to, uh, and it was a three-year deal, I believe, for Lonzo, uh, and, and going on a four- or five-year deal, whatever the case may be, for Zach Levine if he gets the max, with knee problems, knee issues. Yeah, you can 
You can look at those things and have all the gripes in the world. Now, you know, with some of these championship contenders, I, I, um, I ask you to take a look at some of these starting fives and show me who doesn't have some of these same injuries or haven't gone through some of these same issues. And that's where I land on this, because if injuries can't be an excuse, I'm cool with it. But that means that there has to be changes. And going forward, this Bulls team is in dire need. And I know Lonzo Ball will be here. I know Alex Caruso will be here. But this Bulls team is in dire need of a three and D player. In dire need. A guy like Mikael Bridges is so valuable for the Phoenix Suns because he can guard one through five. And I'm not even joking on a switch, on a, on a, on a, a quick post-up quick hitter where he switched on a big. He can handle that for a possession or two. He can switch and play anybody one through four, and he can knock down shots at a comfortable rate. That's the kind of guy the Bulls need. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Perfect. You know, um, couldn't could have went couldn't have went uh, a better way. You know, it's been a great, great, great year to, to say the least. Honestly, you know, just being around the front office, um, teammates, the city, everything has been you know something more than I I, I could have imagined. You know, um, you know, it's, it's kind of you know one of those dream come true type of situation of things that you didn't expect to happen, and it kind of oversee over succeed you know your imagination so you know um it's great you know I'm, I'm, I'm already looking forward to next year um just getting back out there doing it again you're saying oh jay all they need is what the, the eighth or ninth pick in the draft well they got the 18th pick in this year's draft coming up now how much do you want to depend on rookies with what is quickly turning into a more veteran laden team outside of Kobe, Ayo and Patrick Williams? That'll be up to Mark Eversley and Arturis Karnaschovas to handle, but they need a 3 and D player. And uh, that's why I'm not only just saying a shooter because the Bulls they need two shooters to be honest with you, but they need another defender on the wing. It's as simple as that. They brought DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic onto this team because of what they saw when Zach was out with COVID last year down the stretch and they went three and eight. They said to themselves, one, we need another guy who can create his own shot, knock down his own shot, and we need some COVID insurance because if your best player goes out, you got to be able to hold it down with another premier scorer, another guy who can get a bucket. They went out and got DeMar DeRozan. They traded for Nikola Vucevic and, and mortgaged a lot of their future doing so. And I think the Vucevic trade was more so to show Zach, hey, man, this is why you should stay here because we're putting our best foot forward in, in terms of changing this team for you. And then the DeMar DeRozan piece, you know, DeMar's looking at the Clippers and the Lakers and a lot of playoff teams and like, hey, I, I, I held it down in San Antonio, in, in the basketball wasteland. Shout out to San Antonio. But if Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili ain't there, you know, popped by himself, can't win your games. 
So the Spurs are trying to figure it out, and they got some really, really good young players. But DeMar DeRozan got traded there and then had his opportunity to go elsewhere after that. And the Clippers and the Lakers, I mean, there's reports about him saying the Lakers were just so disorganized that he was from jump was like, nah, this ain't it. This ain't a good look. And he was right. He was right about the lack of organization in that organization. But they got DeMar DeRozan, and DeMar DeRozan went crazy for the entire year. 27 points per game. Um, the the 35-plus points per game in, in nine games in a row, shooting over 50%. Like, you guys know the highlights to DeMar DeRozan's season. He was fantastic. He was phenomenal all year long. And then you pull up to the playoffs, and it's a different animal. It's a different beast. It's a different speed. That court has shrunk in a little bit. The defensive assignments are, and, and he knows this. This dude been in the league for a decade plus. He knew what was coming. He just didn't know how his teammates would be able to ride with him because they haven't had that experience. But the man was second in the league in total points scored. He's the only Bulls player to record both a 40-point and 50-point game. He scored 45 times this year. He scored 50 once this year. He was the Eastern Conference Player of the Month once, Eastern Conference Player of the Week three times, and he had those nine straight 35-plus point games, back-to-back game winners against Washington and Indiana uh, to bring in the new year. He was phenomenal. He was outstanding. But you saw some of, uh, some of DeMar's warts this postseason as well, right? The trusting of the pass. And also how he gets his offense and how you kind of have to, you know, structure the offense around him. And if you got a guy like Vooch who gets his offense in similar places, and I've been saying it all year long, then one of those guys is going to have to acquiesce. And seemingly this year, it was Nikola Vucevic. The man shot nine three-pointers a game in the playoff series versus the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bulls put up 50. I believe 52 was the number, if I'm not mistaken. 52 three-pointers. And we can look that up right now. And in fact, I'm looking it up right now. The Bulls are one of the lowest three-point attempting teams in the NBA this year, right? Bottom five in the league. They come into a game without Zach, without Alex Caruso. And what happens? They throw up 52 threes and hit 15 of them. So they're in dire need of a three-point shooter, maybe a couple of them. And to the Nikola Vucevic piece, They're in dire need of a big who plays like a big, whether that's holding Nikola Vucevic or whether that's moving on from him. But this team is already perimeter-oriented enough, I think, going forward in terms of how they're going to lay this thing out. They got to figure out how they can get a big in here who is not only going to be a defensive disruptor and a rim protector because that's something that they didn't have this year But they got to figure out who's going to punish people inside. Because if you got Nikola Vucevic out there shooting nine three-pointers a game, this is what it's going to look like. And shout out to Billy Donovan, who mentioned after the game that uh, he hopes everybody understands that they have to probably even work harder going into next season and during next season. Bulls ain't sneaking up on anybody. And I think that's a little bit of what we saw, too, the last 30, 25 games of the season, along with the injuries, along with everything that happened, COVID protocols and all the others, the Grayson Allen stuff. By the way, Alex Caruso had his wrist broken and a concussion suffered at the hands of the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I know the concussion was incidental, but man, after a while, like 
somebody got to meet at the bus, you know, like after the series, like, hey, man, if y'all want to send a team trainer out here, fine. If y'all want to send a Grayson out here, fine. Somebody going to have to scrap. Like, I, I can't keep seeing y'all team's colors and then coming away with injuries that in games and in long periods of time where I'm out. And I'm halfway joking on that, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, and that was part of it, too. Bulls got to be a lot tougher next year. Simple as that. You know, got onto the freeway with a little bit of a tricycle this year. They didn't know what to expect, and it looked like it. And I think the, the, the powers that be, the people who have been there before as well, the Carusos, the DeRozans, uh, Billy Donovan, who's been to playoff series and playoff battles before, I think they kind of saw this coming and needed to see how guys would respond and react to it. NBA basketball, to me, is the greatest truth teller of all the sports. Like NFL football, you don't have series, right? Any, any given Sunday, the motto, 53 guys, 46, 47 on an active roster, go out there, you got enough injuries. The better team can get beat in NFL playoff, seri- uh, playoff matchups, in NFL, hell, regular season games. The better team can get beat. That's why the any given Sunday, that's why there's the allure of the NFL especially for gamblers, because if you got the one up on somebody, you think somebody can get caught sleeping, a schedule loss, uh, you know, a a, a, a Thursday night game after a short rest, like things like that, you can catch somebody slipping. The NBA is the greatest truth teller of all the sports to me because you can't run from whatever your truth is. It's a seven-game series. We're about to see all of your mistakes, all of your weaknesses, and we're going to try to exploit them. And the best coaching staff is, best coaching staffs, I should say, get that done. Against the Bulls, seemed easy all year long. Penetrate in that nail area, pick and roll. If you got a guard who can knock down a teardrop, knock down a floater, knock down a giant killer, whatever you want to call it, you're cooking with gas. The Bulls have to be more forceful on defense. Defending, and, and my man Stacey King said it today uh, at the end of the broadcast, and it's only something that I've been saying every, seemingly weekly on this podcast. Your three best players can't be your three worst defenders. And at times, that was the case this year. Now, Zach Levine, I think, has taken a jump from uh, being considered as a below-average defender to probably an average defender now. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is considered a below average to average defender and Nikola Vucevic has never been considered an average defender. He's always been considered a below average defender. So you've got your best three players now who, when they make defensive mistakes, you can look around and be like, oh, well, the best players are making those mistakes. When your best players are your best defenders and your best effort guys, shit changes. And the thing that I worried about for most of the season was after their defense was played by Lonzo Ball, by Alex Caruso, and those guys went down, you know, a lot of people like to talk that culture madness. Okay, what's your culture? Because culture to me is interchangeable in terms of the players. Culture means this is the way we do things. This This is our formula. This is our fundamental base of defense. And for whatever reason, they could not get that back. And I know Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso are those dudes on the defensive end. But for them to go to from a top 11, top 10 defense to one of the worst defenses in the league, it can't just be two guys. So who's letting go of the rope? 
We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. We, we got off to a really, really good start this year. And it was really impressive to me with a new group that hadn't had a lot of time together that they could gel and mesh the way they did. We'll actually have to work harder going into this off season and next year to even get back to this point. You know, I think a lot of people were uncertain of what our team would look like. And I think as they started to go through the year, I think they earned and gained more and more respect, you know, around the league. And I think it'll be a lot harder next year. And I just think because we got to this point, uh, there's nothing guaranteed next year. And what our approach and our mentality is gonna be like this off season and going into training camp, I think would be critically important for us to build off of, you know, some of the positive things that happened this year. And with these new expectations and, and and this is to all my Bulls fans friends out there appreciate these expectations don't run away from it don't don't act like oh man it's such a tough season at the end here no, no. they got to where they were supposed to get to now the expectations should force guys to get better and that's the only what like that's when I really talk about guys if you notice on this pod or you know if you've ever listened to me uh, on terrestrial radio or national radio, whether it be Sirius XM or ESPN radio. Um, I've only got on guys that I expect things out of. I don't talk about bums very often because there's no time to waste on those guys. But the guys you expect something from that are in position to change your fate for whatever team you root for, those are the guys I get on. And I think this series has shown us a few things. The young fellas on this team got to grow up quick. And I'm talking about next year. Because the expectations for this team now, you know, four through six was the expectation coming into this year. We'll see how free agency changes things. But going into next year, Brooklyn Nets are still going to have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Drew Holiday, most likely, and Chris Middleton will still be together going into next year after their long playoff run, whenever it ends. Looking forward to this Celtics-Milwaukee Bucks series. Whole lot of green going to be on the court. Going to be a great HD series, right? The Boston Celtics are now here. This ain't the play around. Oh, look at that. 
LeBron's got, you know, some competition in the East, you know, from 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 Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum as young players. No, 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 no. This ain't that no more. This is a team that has arrived. And this is a, a couple of young stars who figured it out. And Ime Udoka who said, hey, y'all got the last dude up out of here. I'm not about to kiss your ass. This is the kind of basketball we need to play defensively, and you can do whatever you want on the offensive end. And look how it's turned out. The Boston Celtics are a top three favorite team to win the championship right now. So you've got those teams. You've got the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden might be falling off a cliff right now, and he's going to opt into that player option, right? So we're talking about those three or four teams. Again, how do you fit in? Where do you fit in? What moves have to be made, and how do you develop as a team? Patrick Williams, Io DeSumo, and Kobe White, if they are here, those three guys, have to come back better players. And I'm going to be honest with you. Out of those three, the guy that I 100% know is going to add and, and be prepared to show what he's added is Io DeSumo. Now, the guy that I know will add and know will get better and will piss everybody off if he doesn't show what he's added is Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams has the opportunity to be the third best player on this team next year. Patrick Williams had the opportunity to be the third best player on this team last year. And this is where the expectations come in. Young fella, if anybody can get this to P-Will, the world is yours and everything in it, Chico. Like, for real. Like, like I don't know if the young man understands the importance one, the importance of, of his ability right now, and also the importance to seize this moment. You know, Larry Markkinen went into his last season with the Bulls in a similar way, where you didn't know what you had. There was enough injury concern that you're still wondering how many games is he going to suit up for you year in, year out? Um, how aggressive is he? Um, you know, is this just a job? Like, those things were floated. And guess what? It found Larry Markkinen in Cleveland. What I want Patrick Williams, and he probably understands this, but what I need him to understand is, hey, man, if you don't capitalize on this time now, you will have the, the, the overall temperature and tenor and conversation about your career will be that of a rotation guy, of just a, a starter or a filling guy. You're the fourth pick in the NBA draft in a draft where everybody knew who the top three would be. And Mark Eversley and Arturish Karnashov has tabbed you as being the next guy out of that group. Took a swing on you. The Detroit Pistons probably going to draft him at seven, I believe. They took Killian Hayes there at seven. He didn't make it to seven. Patrick Williams has to understand how important he is. And also, you know, the Kobe White piece. Uh, Kobe White has, has been an, an, a little bit of an enigma. Lead guard, point guard, that experiment last year. All right, he's battled with COVID this year. He was hurt this year. He missed time. He had a rocky season in terms of consistency and rhythm. Never really could get his footing. And then when he finally did, you'd see the two games of Kobe White that you, that you wanted to see. And then you see two or three games of the Kobe White that seemed like a young guy still trying to find his footing in the league. Like All of these guys have to understand the stakes have now risen. This isn't the team that you were drafted to. 
the development and all the things that Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley talked about, that kind of went out the window when Nikola Vucevic was traded for. And everybody on this team should have taken notice then that these dudes saw something. These dudes bought a house and was like, yo, foundation of this crib is not what we thought it would be. We got to turn this shit over. And that's what they did. They brought 12 new players in in one year. 12. So if guys on this team don't understand that these two dudes at the top of this organization ain't playing, then they will soon find out. Young, old, veteran, in prime, coming to your prime, out of your prime, doesn't matter anymore. Because the expectations have been recalibrated for the Chicago Bulls, and I am so thankful for it. This city shouldn't be experiencing under 500 basketball and us talking about, oh, the playing game would be really... Nah, man, fuck that. This team and this organization should be relevant. It's a, it's a, it's a worldwide brand. It's a brand with more championships than 80% of the league. And I don't care if they happen in an eight-year eight span. It's still that organization. And all the stuff that we heard about free agents not wanting to come to Chicago, guess what? It was true. It was true. A lot of people thought Dwayne Wade and them boys was lying to you. It was true. But something happened. Something changed. And all of a sudden, DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball and a lot of people who were courted, the Bulls have been courting people for a decade. And for whatever reason, those people didn't put their John Hancocks on the paper. They didn't put them on the dotted line. They didn't become Chicago Bulls. For whatever reason, that has changed. So the expectations will change. The Heat is about to get turned up on this entire franchise this offseason. And it's a good thing. Because expectations means that there's progress. Like my man Adam Amin said at the end of the broadcast tonight, there are a lot of eyes on this team. Not just NBA eyes, but people who cover the NBA. So Bulls fans, you might be sitting back thinking to yourself, this sucks. And it does. It does. To get beat up like that, and then for your elimination game to not have one of your stars out there due to COVID, horrible way to end the season. Last three games that we've seen, horrible way to end the season. Do I wish they could have been more competitive down the stretch of these games? Of course. I'm a Bulls fan. But I'm also a realist. And reality is, this team took a jump in a year that a lot of teams wouldn't have. And let's face it, a lot of team, a lot of people thought this team was going to be in that playing situation. And up until the All-Star break, they were number one in the conference. It's, it, it, it reminds me of, you know, all my time in school as a kid, in elementary school, in junior high, in high school. Teachers would tell my mom I was smart, that all, you know, he understands the material. He's actually exceeding, you know, some of the, the levels of the kids around him. He's just not applying himself the way he's supposed to. And I would look at my mom like, hey, but I, I can do it, though. And she would look back at me and say, that's the problem. You can do it. So why aren't you? The Bulls have reached that position where we're going to start saying, you could do it. So why aren't you? But damn, if it don't feel good to realize that they can do it. That's the part that I'm okay with going forward. Feel how you need to feel. Be as angry as you need to be. Start scouring all these websites for the unrestricted free agents out here and the trade possibilities. I know my man Chip, one of my homeboys, is a big Bulls fan. He got the trade machine working overtime. You feel me? This man didn't tried to trade Zach Levine and, and, and everybody for Anthony Davis at least four or five times seemingly over the last couple of weeks. 
and a lot of people are with him. Get it started. Enjoy yourself. But know that the last five years have been hellish, and that part seemingly is over. Now it's time for a new hell where you get to go through all these playoff grinds trying to figure out if you're a championship-caliber team. Bulls haven't been here for a while, and I'm happy they're here, but it's not good enough. So you can feel how you need to feel about the season. I know I feel the way I feel. I've had a terrific – this is my first year getting a chance to cover the playoffs. Been with this this organization, with NBC Sports Chicago, I should say, for three years. And two year, one year was a Jim Boylan year, which was nuts. And then these last two years have been the Billy Donovan years. And this last year was the DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball year. So each year this team has grown over the time that I've been able to observe them from this purview. And I, I got to say, as a Bulls fan and a longtime Bulls fan, I'm happy with where this thing is going. But there's still room to grow. There's still work to do. And now we find out who's who. We've been playing in this kiddie pool now for a half a decade. Now it's time to get into the deeper waters of the NBA playoffs and figure out what you got. So Bulls fans, you know, drown your sorrows in your beers or whatever you're drinking tonight and for the rest of the weekend or whatever the case may be. Watch these NBA playoffs and then get ready for this offseason because now it's time to really put on your eyes, really put on your, your basketball thinking caps because now it's going to get fun. Now we're going to get used to playing extra basketball, hopefully. Now we're going to get used to watching extra basketball. And the city is a different city when the Bulls are good. The Cubs, Sox, Hawks, Bears, all have had their waves. This team has had the greatest run in this city's history when it was good. And we know how it felt. Anybody that's listening to this that's over 25, 27, 28 years old, you know how some of those things felt. Hopefully they can get back to that. Now it starts. Zach Levine, unrestricted free agent. DeMar DeRozan, can he score 27 a game for you next year? I don't know if that's the case. If he can, more power to him. Lonzo Ball, can he stay healthy? Can he give you 65-plus games? Where is that shooting going to come from? Do they need another defender? Another big is necessary. And also, offensively, what is the strategy going to be? Because this team was different with, with Lonzo Ball out there, but this team still had periods of stagnation offensively that, that went on too long, and they are far too talented offensively for that to happen. So uh, I'm looking forward to everybody going back to the lab, Billy Donovan included, and coming out with a better product next year. So this has been a fun year, and we thank all of y'all who have been riding with the pod, who also watched the broadcast on NBC Sports Chicago. Um, the entire crew said our goodbyes tonight, and now I get a chance to vacation a little bit. You guys going to see me on the streets of Chicago um, happier than you've seen me the last six months or so when I've had to work the entire time. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a bittersweet ending to the season, and I know one thing is real and one thing is sure. Um, the Bulls definitely feel a lot better than they did at this time last season. The Full Goal with Jason Goff. That's all the time we have for episode 96 of the Full Goal Podcast. Join us on Friday as we recap who the Bears choose in the NFL draft. As always, don't forget you can hit us up on the Full Goal voicemail line. And let me tell y'all right now, baseball season is coming, so the Full Goal voicemail line is going to be a... Um, a, a very highly used um, resource here 
at the full go. Okay, so make sure you you start to get a little bit more creative and maybe get a little bit more drunk or whatever you need to do to uh, get those juices going and, and keep that full go voicemail line in mind. 773-359-3103. 773-359-3103. As always, we want to thank our production staff, the active Jesse Lopez and the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti. For the fellas, I am Jason Goff. Thanking you for listening to, downloading, subscribing, rating and reviewing, sharing, telling your folks, telling your friends about it. Anything that you do for this podcast, it is truly appreciated. This has been the Full Go Podcast with Jason Goff brought to you by The Ringer. And of course, Spotify is the gang. As always, we leave you with this. Take care of each other and be safe. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.